Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 141. For those of you who are new to the show, I'm a specialist in performance and mindset, working with entrepreneurs at all levels all over the world, supporting them to be the best and perform at the highest levels in life and business. And I achieve this through my coaching, mentoring and online programs. My aim is really simple. It's to help you learn and implement the valuable lessons and resources shared in these episodes. Remember, to be exceptional will require us to pause, reflect, and implement. Now let's speak to our lovely guest this week, which is Andrea Freyria. So Andrea was an early convert to the ways of agile marketing. Who knows that agile teams do better work in less time with less stress. And she loves nothing more than seeing a team evolve from chaos to high performance. Andrea Freyria is the co-founder of Agile Sherpas where she works to guide marketers along a path towards greater agility. A content marketer by trade, Andrea holds multiple Agile and Scrum certifications. She's a regular international speaker on all things Agile marketing, and she's especially excited to share her expertise at the 2020 Marketing Agility Summit. Welcome to the show, Andrea. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So, Andrea, before we dive into this really poignant topic, um, can you give us a little bit of a background of what's brought you to this point today? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I am a 15-year digital marketer, so I've been in content marketing and search engine optimization and demand generation for a decade and a half now. And about six years ago, I was fortunate enough to stumble kind of accidentally onto Agile as a different way of managing work because I worked at a software company where the developers were using Agile to create code. And I thought they seem to be doing a lot better than we are over here in marketing. And uh, let's give that a try. And so my boss let me kind of experiment on our teams and it was amazing. And I've then spent the next six years of my professional life trying to convince other people this is a great idea and teach them how to do it themselves. Fantastic. So what is, you say agile, I'm English, I say agile, but whatever. <laughs> um, what is um, agile marketing? Exactly. So, yeah, so it's, it's a different process. It's a different way of optimizing how you work. So it's not necessarily changing the way we do marketing in terms of do we send more emails or write more content or do more on social media. It's more about optimizing the system underneath all of it and creating a really strong sense of focus and purposeful effort. So we identify the high value activities and then we go and do those things, pause, inspect and adapt and see how that worked and then go off and iterate if it was working well or walk away if it wasn't working well because it was just a short little amount of a burst of energy. And then we can do those quick cycles of activity, pause and reflect and adapt so that we're continually building success and walking away from failure. So we get much bigger exponential wins over time. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Now is, is the philosophy, does it matter whether you're a team or if you're on your own, does it, does it matter? Um, is it ideally for a team orientation or does the process still work even if you're just on your own? 
It does work either way. Uh, there's a brilliant book called Personal Kanban, K-A-N-B-A-N, which is all about how to be agile on your own, uh, how to use these same kind of systems to run your life. You can do it, combine all your personal and professional stuff into one agile system, which I do and highly recommend. But it can also be for a team, a small team of just three or four or a large team of 10, the systems will will still work. You just have to make minor adjustments to the kind of logistics of them. Brilliant, brilliant. Right, well, I'm really looking forward to getting into this. So first question is, obviously, we're in the middle of this damn thing. Um, <laughs> and the world is going to hell in a handbasket very quickly. Um, obviously, from that point of view is you're looking at sort of a lot of companies are sort of pulling their purse strings tight. Um, there's other companies that are looking at this as an opportunity to go, no, 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 if I need to get my message out because when everything's calmed down and everything's sort of relaxed and life gets back to normal, whatever that is going to be, um, we, can, we, we, need, we need to get the sales in. And there's also, as we mentioned um, prior to hitting the record button, there's an awful lot of companies that look at things and go, okay, we need to shrink our key things that are going to get that message out, the marketing and the sales teams. What, um, for you, do you think is the real key important factors to think about during this moment in time when it comes to the marketing side? Yeah, it's, you know, a lot of marketing teams spend a lot of their lives pivoting anyway between, you know, a new channel or a new message or a new campaign but we need to be more deliberate about it, right? If we're gonna do some kind of alternative messaging approach because of the pandemic, is it still in line with our larger brand messaging? Is it still tied to whatever revenue generating goals we have for marketing? We, the pipeline still needs to be there, right? We still need to deliver leads. These are things that are gonna be especially as, like you said, the purse strings get tighter, we're going to be asked more and more to show the value of the work that we're doing. And so that's what I love about the visibility that you get from an agile system. It's all out there. You can see all the work that's being done. And if it's done well, you can also say, oh, look, these three activities that we've got on deck for the week, they're all tied to our revenue generating goal for the quarter. So that's good. That's the right thing for us to be doing. But these other four, I have no idea why we're doing them. Like, let's actually evaluate whether this is the right thing to do. And you can make those intelligent trade-offs because even when we're stuck at home all day, there's only so many hours in the day, we can't do everything. We have to intelligently allocate our time and resources. And I suppose as well as, is based on you know how things are at the minute and the fact that some people have got that a bit of time, it's probably a good way to experiment with a new marketing strategy if they've done something different to this agile process um to have a look and explore with that sort of thing to make something more effective yeah absolutely and honestly i think this is a great time for people who haven't poked at different ways of working to investigate it because you need that visibility and you need that prioritization now more than ever and when you're in the midst of all this change, it can be hard to say, I would also like to change my process, please. <laughs> but it can actually, it can actually really get you so many more benefits, right? And I've talked to clients who have kind of started alternating, right? So 
they've furloughed some people a couple of days a week and then other people have to pick up the slack for those folks. And an agile system is perfect for creating that visibility and communication so that there's less of a lag when you hand off the work, because that's how an agile team is supposed to function. It's like as a unit. So uh, there's so many good reasons why, why now is the time for, for agility. Okay, so so let's dive into this. Can you share with us some ways that we could um, experiment with it, try it out, see if it's a fit for our um, for the for the listeners' businesses? Um, can we go through some um, sort of ways to sort of test this out? Yeah, absolutely. So some really straightforward ways of of moving in a more agile direction. The first is to create what we call a backlog. And it's really just an agile word for your to-do list, right? But the difference between a backlog and a regular to-do list is that a backlog is very strictly prioritized. So you have one thing and one thing only that is your top priority right now. If you could only do one thing, that is the thing that you would do. And then from there, we go two, three, four, five, all the way down the list, right? It's 30, it's 100, however many things are on your, your queue right now are in there. And then you're going you're gonna to process them, right? Start at the top and work them through, work on them till they're done. And then you start on, on the next one. But having it all out there, right? Taking the time to get it all listed and then the painful process of prioritization makes you really decide and deliberate about what you're going to do. And that exercise alone is going to help point out the things that are really important and the things that we just do because we've always done them. Yeah, I like that one because I think there's so many um, people that don't have that have have that plan structured out they'll have a list but they won't they won't prioritize it until they're about to come up to it and i think if they if the the benefit of doing it with your way is is by having those tasks down and them already pre-prioritized we know exactly what we're doing next so you've got a better fluid and less friction right right and if you've got a team right then we have one list like this for the whole team and so when they have capacity, when they have bandwidth, they go look at this list and grab the work and go and do it. And so they can be quite efficient and they don't have to sit around and wait for someone to tell them what to do because that's already been shown to them what the high value work is. Yeah, I love that. That's really cool. So that's backlog. That's a backlog. Yep. And then once we've got that set up, we can put it into a Kanban board, right? So this is that same, I mentioned the personal Kanban book. That's one of the agile frameworks. Um, but it's super simple. The easiest way to do it, right? We have to do, which is our backlog, the stuff we're doing, and that's a separate stage. And then we have done, right? So we work is going to live in one of those three places. And we want to keep as few things as possible in the doing column. So if, if I'm a solo person, I want to have like two or three things max going on at any given time. I can't start a new thing. I can't write this week's blog post until I finish prepping for my podcast interview, right? These things, we don't need to have a whole bunch of stuff at the same time because what happens is we split all of our time amongst all those things and then they all take forever and nothing actually gets done. Yeah, it's a perfect example of why multitasking doesn't work. It's terrible, isn't it? multitasking because, is the worst. Yeah. It's a complete myth. Everyone will say, oh, yeah, I'm a great multitasker. Actually, no, imagine what you, how much you would get done and how much quicker 
if you just focused on one task and then moved on to the next one. It's yep. it's it's an amazing thing. So, do you specifically use um, a specific platform for that? Like I don't know, Trello or Asana or something. Do you use yeah. a, a one of preference? You're absolutely on it. Uh, Trello is my favorite. Um, I have a personal Kanban board in Trello, and then my team at Agile Sherpas we have a Trello board as well, um, where everything lives and it's all out there. Trello is super easy. You can get a free account, and it works a lot like sticky notes, which is Back in the day when we were all actually in the office together, <laughs> um, we could have a board, right, full of sticky notes that we could all see and move. And there's a nice tactile element to that. But barring that, something like Trello, where it's very similar, but in a digital space, uh, works really well. And was was the Kanban deliberately created for that agile model, was it? The interesting thing about Kanban is it actually emerged in manufacturing uh, in Japan. In Japan, yeah. And so it was all about taking out waste in the manufacturing process, which is something we all need to do, right, is to get waste out of our knowledge work now. And so it's just a kind of a different application of the framework. I love that. Okay, so we've got the backlog, then we've done the Kanban. What else? Keep them coming. (laughs) So if you've got a team, a great little practice to start implementing is a daily stand-up. And this is like a 15 minute start of the day huddle where we get everybody together and we go, okay, what happened yesterday? What did you work on? What did you finish? What did you run into? What problems are causing you trouble? And everybody on the team gives that little quick update. We should be able to do everybody in 15 minutes. And this is ideal for identifying like opportunities where I could step in and help you or where you've had the same problem I had last week. And you're like, oh, I solved it this way. You could solve it this way. And now poof, the problem is no longer a problem. And we just had that quick back and forth so that we can move forward together as a team more effectively. We do that every day. And it's so, so amazingly powerful. It sounds simple, but it's like magic if you do it well. But There's a couple of things with that one. The simple ones often are the best. Because that because there's there's less there's less friction when they're simple. And the other thing I love about that is is, and even more so now if we do a digital, because there's less fluff that goes on in a meeting. Yeah. If you can get if we can just go okay, this is what needs to get done, and how did everyone do? Um, and obviously you've got the information on Trello or whatever software you're using. There's there's that 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 speed of that information. Like you say, you should be able to go through a team in, well, depending on how big the team is, but you should be able to go through the team without any sort of interruptions or anything else. Yeah, absolutely. And especially in, in the times we're in now where things can just turn on a dime so quickly, having that ability to bring the team together and go, okay, so this huge thing happened in the last 24 hours and here's how we've decided to respond. This is the change. Everybody go make it happen is so much easier than trying to go back and forth with email and instant messages and things get lost in translation and nobody wants to be on more zoom calls so like the, <laughs> even the, more so now <laughs> right right and stand up just helps with with all that communication flow and do you um because i know I, i'm thinking of a couple of one listeners and also clients that, who listen to the show is do you communicate within the kanban or do you use something like slack or something else to have that communication yeah, the, the Kanban board should really, if at all possible, be like the single source of truth. And so 
for something like Trello, it's super easy to uh, attach files or tag your team members like, hey, Jeff, it's your turn now. I finished my part. You go do your part on this particular work item. Um, and then you can also even label them, right? So on, on our board, we have like four OKRs for the quarter and every card should be aligned to one of those. And so we give it a color and you can then see like, are there tons of yellow and no blue? We're neglecting one of our OKRs. Are there a bunch of cards with no label? Then maybe we shouldn't be doing those. Okay, so you've just said an OKR. What is that? Oh, yes, sorry. Uh, objective key and key results. It's like the Google version of goal setting, right? You, you identify, identify an objective, and then what are the key results that will show that you're moving towards achieving that goal? Yeah. You're obviously more in the know than I am because I've never heard of that one. I like that one. Okay. So the key, what is it? The objectives and key results. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Brilliant. Okay. Okay. So you've got the, you've got the backup backlog, the Kanban board, the team, the daily standups. What, what comes after that? So those are, you're agile, right? If you're running those types of things, you're doing really well. And that's going to speed up the metabolism of your work. And that's, in my opinion, at this point in time, that's a big win for most people to be able to get that going. Yeah. Hey guys, did you know that I was putting together an online event during May to assist you in transforming your results for creating success in your life and business? With over 10 hours of training sessions, seven experts in a variety of disciplines who will share strategies, tactics, including topics such as sales, branding, mindset, productivity, resilience, video, and more. With only a few days left of the early bird offer where you can get the all access pass which starts from only 50 pounds so act now don't let fear or demotivation stop you from getting the results you need to enjoy an exceptional life and business stay safe stay well and stay positive take care what we're going to do now is we are going to jump over to the second part of the show that's where i get an opportunity to ask andrea a set of questions i ask every single guest who comes on the show so andrea are you ready I think so. <laughs> That's what they all say. Okay, <laughs> so the first question is, on average, how much time a week do you dedicate to self-development? Oh, can I just say not enough? <laughs> um, let's see. Yeah, you don't um, have to be too, you don't have to be price, precise. It's just basically sort of you spend a lot, I'm assuming. Well, not enough, but probably a lot as well, if, I, I if would, it's anything like the regular guests. Yeah, I would say it's probably 30 to 45 minutes a day. Okay. Do you have a specific uh, modality that you like doing? Is it are you? Is it body, mind, spirit? Is it reading? What What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite is yoga, uh, followed okay. closely by long walks while listening to audiobooks. Brilliant. Okay. Do you Do you use Audible or Scribed or is it a different one? I'm an Audible fan. Yes. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Have you heard of Scribed? I have, but I've never tried it. It's, it's actually quite good. You know how Audible, when you get the credits, it's like the golden nugget. You don't want to spend it on a book <laughs> and waste. Well, with, with Scribe, you can, and I'm not sponsored by them, everyone, unless they're listening, and of course, anytime. Um, <laughs> but um, they are, you basically pay a flat rate of, I think, $7.99 in this country. Um, and you get access to all their audio books, all the, the physical, uh, their uh, digital books, Sheet music as well. I'm not, not, never quite sure on that one. Um, articles, magazines, and all sorts. It's, it's really, really good. 
Um, highly, highly recommend it. Yeah, I'll have to check that out because my kids have discovered it and they, they fight me for my Audible credits now. <laughs> yes, mine do too. That's why I love the fact that I can go on the scribe and just go, yeah, fill your boots. Just whatever you want. Dad's going to let you. Um, okay. Question number two. What book has made the biggest impact to your self-development or personal growth and why? Oh, it might be Personal Kanban. It might be the book okay. that I mentioned. Yeah, it's it's spectacular. Is that the one written by, wow, Tony and Demarie Barry? Yes. Yes. Wow. Okay. Oh, or, sorry, Jim Benson. Okay. Right, right. I would, I would have much preferred that one than reading the other one beforehand. <laughs> okay. So, right, personal combat. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to order that one because that fascinates me. Okay. Uh, question number three. What app makes the biggest impact to your business or life? I guess I might know the answer to this one. Yeah, well, it would be Trello. Yeah, it's my Trello <laughs> app. Yeah, okay. yeah. I gave that one away, I think, already. <laughs> Have you always used Trello or did you move to Trello from one of the other ones? Because I think I use Aura at the minute. Hmm. Um, no, I haven't I haven't heard of that. I feel like the marketplace for those types of tools has exploded in the last oh, couple it's of years. Oh, gone nuts. Yeah. 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 But I've been a Trello user. I think I built my first Kanban board in Trello six years ago and I've just never left. I have a lot of clients that use some of the, the bigger kind of mm. fancier project management tools. But for us, we, we've stuck with Trello. I love that. I love the fact Trello make it really easy mm -hmm. to do everything. And um, the reason why I went to Aura, one, because it was, um, I was, I was testing, I think I tested it out or something. Um, and I really love the, the clean cleanliness of it. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's, but Trello seems to be one I'm always kind of like I'm split between two halves. Do I go back to just using Trello? Cause it was dead simple and in reality cheap. Um, it just, you know, it, it's always nice when, especially at the minute, it's always nice when you can get the full, almost the full features and not pay a sausage. But, yeah. um, but yeah. Okay. So Trello is the one. Okay. Question number four, what's your biggest business mistake, which turned into a valuable lesson and what did it teach you? <laughs> um, so my biggest business mistake was hiring the wrong person as a contractor. And then we got bad feedback from a client. And so I let her know that we wouldn't be working with her anymore. And she turned around and stole our courseware and started a competing business. Um, so that wasn't fun, but uh, it was a good lesson about hiring the right people. I'm much more deliberate about who I work with now and much more careful about what my non-competes look like. Yeah, I can imagine, yeah. They're just they're just they're just something else. Those types of people, aren't they? Yeah, I I <laughs> struggle to imagine like what the logic in one's brain must was must go round like to make it seem like these are good decisions to make. But yeah, there are lots of people yeah. like that in the world. Yeah, but your T's your your contract and T's and C's are a damn sight better for it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Question number five: What are your challenges in harmonizing work and life? And how do you manage them? And I suppose the difference will be is, is now is how do you manage it now during lockdown? Yeah. So it's been very interesting. My challenge, I would have told you, you know, two months ago that my challenge is balancing all my time traveling with time with my family. Um, 
And now it's very interesting because I could theoretically be working like 20 hours a day, you know, um, and, and being a business owner and having employees who depend on the business makes it hard not to do that, right? To, to say, I'm actually going to step away from my computer and everyone, including my business, will be better off when I take time away. Um, and so I think that's the biggest challenge right now is, is feeling like I'm doing enough to support my business and my employees um, while still, you know, actually doing enough and, and making sure we're going to come through this thing okay. Yeah, it's, it's a funny time because it, it's, it's lovely the fact that we can spend more time with the family. But at the same time, it's like, no, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this business to survive during mm-hmm. these challenging times. So I need to put some effort and energy in. And I don't know whether it might just be me, but for, for me to keep my sanity, especially at the beginning when all this was happening, it was having the plan and just working through the plan as if I was at work because yeah. at least I knew something I had I could focus on. If I had a lot of clients ring up and say, you know, Jeff, um, everything's going nuts. You know, it's I, I don't want to bury my head in the sand, but everything's going crazy and fear was just taking over. And I get that completely. But I think the fact that you have a clear plan of action was allowing me to feel like I was in control of what I could do. And at least I had a target. Did, did How about, does that, rain true with you yeah yeah absolutely um my business partners and i really kind of circled the wagons early on and said all right well things are changing we don't know what's going to happen but like you were saying what can we do right now that's gonna you know put us in in a good place and interestingly one of the things we decided to do right away was we had a 79 dollar introduction online course uh that we've had for for a long time and we decided to make it free so we opened it up and said you know, marketers, here you go. This is going to help you out. You know, best of luck. I hope that everything's okay. Um, and we just had such a huge response to that and such an outpouring that it, it felt like we were doing good, even in those early days of, of fear and kind of uncertainty. Um, so that was a, a good, like, you know, we're responding and this is going to be okay. Yeah. It's, it's an interesting one because I, I had a couple of calls with a couple of people and there were they were so worried that the perfect topic because it's about marketing and stuff. They, they didn't want to be seen profiting mm-hmm. during the challenging time, but at the same time they have a business and they have a family and they have employees and everything to look after. So they need to make money. And it was very interesting, the different ways of thinking people were having of how they would be seen. If like the one thing that got me is, is, um, holiday companies still promoting holidays in a period that you can't go away right you know it's like what what what's all that about it's point you might as well do it for talking about next some of the way things are going but mm-hmm. it's they're just some people were just allowing the automatic to keep on going not yeah. really thinking about what the current situation was yeah, and that'll get you in trouble every time. I mean, that automated yeah. social sharing or that automated email that goes out—that'll that'll get you. <laughs> yeah, because it, but but you would have thought just simply, oh, we need to turn that off. Right. You know, shut it's, it all it's, down. It, right, turn it yeah. all off. You'd be better just pressing no. Just switch everything off until we get sorted, and then we can relaunch. 
but mm-hmm. it's it's amazing the different the different things people have done. Okay, question number six. What advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Oh, hire someone sooner than you think you should to do the things you're bad at. <laughs> yeah, brilliant advice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm terrible at the minutia, like bookkeeping and invoicing clients and things. I I have no interest, and I'm I'm not timely, and it's bad. Um, yeah. So it's amazing how popular that one is, especially yeah. accounts. <laughs> yes, especially that because I don't know if you know this, but you need money to keep your business going. Um, I have heard that. Yes, <laughs> I have heard that. It's a myth and a rumor, I believe. But yeah, it's it's funny because there's an awful lot of. Sp- uh, especially entrepreneurs um certainly i'm not saying all of them certainly a lot of them that i know that's the one bit that they don't like they don't they they they, that's the first thing they'll hire is a bookkeeper or an accountant to manage all of that stuff because they want to be out doing the thing they're great at yeah and the roi is so good like like the hourly rate to pay that person when you could spend that time with a client you know where you're going to make far more it just makes so much absolutely it's Totally, it's hard in totally. the early days to look at your balance sheet and go, I should pay someone else money. Um, it's hard to say yes. that to yourself. Yeah, it's the it's the letting, even though you don't like doing it, it's the letting go mm-hmm. and just going, yeah, okay, you can do that. You can do the uh, the the VAT bill or whatever it is. What is it in the in the US? The tax is it the f- something oh one? Oh, is like there, the W nine or the ten ninety nine. Oh, is it all or... of that? Yeah, that yeah. sounds good. Yeah, and Everything I don't even know, right? I, I'm just, I'm just saying numbers and letters now. So. It sounded good though. It sounded good. <laughs> Me not being from the US, I wouldn't have had a clue. So you can, you keep, keep that one. Okay. Question number seven is: What is your definition of success? Mm. My definition of success is helping as many of my fellow marketers as possible without spending 80 hours a week on my business (laughs) yeah okay do you think people's definitions of success will change after this oh i think they so will yeah i don't know i think people are going to look at things in a very very different way Uh uh-huh yeah and it's just like the definition of work i feel like is changing just because everyone's at home all the time and so I used to be quite paranoid about if my kids were going to be loud while I was on a call or could you hear like the garbage truck coming down the street and things like that. And now no one cares, you know, it's just like, Oh yeah, here comes my dog sitting in my lap during the the video call and no one thinks twice about it. There's been, there's been many a funny video on Facebook of people (laughs) obviously who have not been very used to this. Um, From, from people doing zoom calls and forgetting their cameras on, um, the best one I saw was a young lady sitting, speaking, I'm assuming to a board or something. And her boyfriend came in with a football top, a can of beer and his underpants on, walked in. She was so embarrassed. He tried to run out the picture, hit the wall and just made it so much worse. I was just, oh, now that's I class. I have seen that one. That's awesome. Oh, I, I mean, that I would have hated to have been him when she put down that phone. <laughs> that's all I can say. <laughs> But I do. I think people. I'm hoping that people will look at life in a in, more, in a very different way to help them realize what's important. Because I think so many people can be 
there's so many people pursuing something that not to say our work as I love what I do and it's it's a key part of who I am and everything else but there's so many things that people put in front of certain things and it's not until we face sort of adversity or we've had a a real sort of kick that we don't look and go actually do you know what maybe there's a couple of things I just need to reprioritize mm-hmm. in a couple of things um I certainly think connection with people is going to be a big one um because yeah. I think people are probably going I mean I know my 18 year old's going absolutely <laughs> nuts but I'm actually thinking it's got nothing to do with friends and everything to do with alcohol um <laughs> but you know that's just the way it is but I do I, I do hope there's going to be um a change in how people look at certain things because I think you know this may hopefully kick that Instagram life type of thing in into touch because I think Mm. too many people are trying to pursue what they think is perfect yeah and you know success isn't about being perfect it's just about being happy yeah and I think that's the that's the challenge okay question number eight do you have any daily routines or rituals that make a huge positive impact to your day? Well, you know, this is one of those things that I've been doing since lockdown that I love and want to continue doing, which is I stop work. Like as soon as we're off the the call right now, um, I will stop work for the day and I'll go do like an hour of, of exercise, yoga or Pilates or something and I used to work much later into the day until my kids were home from school, but now to like, and I start work at like 5 a.m. So I'm a very early person, but then I would just keep going way too late in the afternoon. And now to really like deliberately stop when it's still lovely and light outside and I can kind of get a few things done. I'm like, oh, this is a much more manageable kind of schedule, yeah. And I never considered myself as an afternoon workout person. Um, But now that I don't have to go to the bus stop and I didn't have to do these other things, it's been more possible. Um, So that's something that's made a big difference for me and I really like. I'm going to have to ask, does waking up at 5 a.m., is that a mindset thing for you? Or have you always done it? What what is the 5 a.m. club really like? (laughs) I have always been a morning person naturally, so I didn't have to like force myself into that mode, but um, I need like quiet focus to start my day and my kids wake up at 6.30, like ding, every day, no matter what, they're up at 6.30. And so I need the space to have coffee and like think about my goals for the day and just like start the day a little more intentionally and therefore I have to get up at five. And when you wake up, do you have a a specific morning routine for you to plan and get your day done? Do you kind of like review your 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 board and and get everything done, or do you have a specific morning routine? I do, yeah. So I'm I'm a coffee person, so it's straight to the coffee pot right when I get up. Love, and love I coffee, come, right? And I come to the office. I have a bullet journal also that I use um, in conjunction with my with my Kanban board. And so I kind of take the the weekly backlog that I make for myself and then turn it into a day plan in my bullet journal. Um, and so that's what I do first thing in the morning is review that for the day. What meetings do I have? What big tasks do I need to make sure and accomplish? And best case scenario is I crank through the most important one or two things in that like 5.30 to 7 a.m. 
at 8.30 or 9, I feel a lot more like, well, I got that one important thing done. Whatever else is going to happen today is kind of like gravy. Yeah, I like that. I, I, I've, I'm, I'm like you. I find it, I, I love digital and I love all of that stuff, but I don't think you can beat a sort of old paper journal type planner. Um, it's a, it's a, do you, so the bullet journal, is that your, is that the traditional bullet? Um, the way the form is, the, the, yeah, the, with, the right. Okay. Yeah. Mostly. The yeah. The crosses I, and stuff. The dots okay. and the crosses. Yeah. I do that. I do a slightly like adjusted daily version. Cause I have my appointments listed on one side and my big to do's from my Kanban board listed. And then I do the, the bullet underneath that. Okay, fantastic, fantastic. Well, we're coming to the end of the show. Andrea, the floor is now yours for, for you to share how people can find out more about you, Agile Marketing, um, and all of those that cool stuff. So please, take it away. Absolutely. So AgileSherpas.com is going to be the best way to keep digging into a lot of the topics we talked about today. That'll link you to the free course that I mentioned. Uh, if you want to do the online class that we opened up for free, I am a writer. So I write a ton of stuff for free on that site. And I am Andrea at Agile Sherpas. If you want to email me questions, I am basically a professional agile marketing nerd. So happy to talk about this stuff all the time. Brilliant. Andrea, thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. Um, I'm very, very grateful and hope you have a lovely afternoon with your family and everything else and wishing you the greatest success. Thank you so, so much. It was great chatting with you. First of all, let me just say a huge and massive thank you for joining me today. It's lovely to know you're listening. I really appreciate the support. If you would like to know more about me, the services I offer, how to connect with me on social media, then please visit www.successiq.co.uk. Remember, if you're interested in learning some great strategies that I teach or want to be part of the amazingly supportive community where you can find lives, Q&A sessions and other great educational empowering resources, then take action and search for Success IQ Alliance on Facebook and join this brilliant group. It would be lovely to see you there. You can tune in and listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud and TuneIn and of course iTunes. And if you have enjoyed the show and have the time, please leave a rating and review because it really does help me grow the show and make the impact that I'm aspiring to do. I wish you the greatest success and remember, don't settle for mediocrity. Go out there and create and live the exceptional. Have a lovely week and remember, just one conversation can create a lifetime of results. See you next week.